I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started your first million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they walk Because I got a million Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so Because I got a million I got my first million I got my first million Hey everyone, it's Arlen. It's March 23rd, I think. Yeah, I always say I think because I never think to look at the calendar before I press record. But it's Arlen. I know that much. And this is your first million. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for um, uh, finding finding me and, and welcome. If this is like your hundredth time listening in, thank you. <laughs> um, definitely know there's some people who, who do that. So really appreciate it. And the last episode, I took you on a little trip with me to get my first COVID shot. If you didn't have a chance to listen to that, go back. It's about 20 minutes long. I think it's interesting especially if you haven't had it yet. Um, I, I realized that I titled it in a way that could make people think that they're going to hear something and they don't want to hear it. There's nothing that makes you um, queasy or kind of triggers you, I don't think, in it. Uh, uh, broadly speaking, it's actually just me talking most of the time. So uh, let's see what else, what else? Well, hey, this episode is, um, well, I guess you can say it. I can say it is one of my favorites. No shade to anybody else, but it's one of my favorites. One of my favorite interviews, I just interviewed Monique Woodard. She is a venture capitalist. She is a black woman. She is someone I've known since I started working on Backstage uh, in, once I was in Silicon Valley. So 2015, after three and a half years of being in Texas and working on the fund, I was in Silicon Valley and San Francisco, and everybody and their mom told me, you have to meet Monique Woodard. Do you know Monique Woodard? And I think she was being told the same after a while, maybe a year or so later. But we did end up talking and seeing each other and, and waving at each other. And uh, and then ever since then, we've just been very much so um, two of the people kind of recognized in this space. Um, and that that's up to you to, to you know if, to see if that's fair, but kind of recognized. And she's definitely been someone that I look at and admire how she's played this game. hasn't been easy for either of us, but she's played it very very tactfully and and with grace. And always comes with the data, which I love. She has the data. She has information. She's like uh, the 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 kid in class who has who like did their homework. Um, I'm the kid in class who tests well and um, can make the class laugh. 
Uh, and I think you need both in the class. But <laughs> I always I do look at her that way. It's like, man, she she does her research. She knows what she's talking about. Um, she is she is doing this ecosystem and and especially black founders, in my opinion, and black investors. She's she's uh, representing them very well. And um, not to be like a model person, she, a model citizen. She doesn't have to be. She doesn't owe anybody that. But I've just personally admired that grace that she has. So having said all of that, I'm going to let you get into this interview. Um, listen in, listen to the end. As as with most interviews, uh, the last 10 minutes or so are the, uh, we really get into some good stuff there. Um, but I would encourage you to listen to the whole thing. Press play. Shout out to you if you're doing your dishes, if you're cleaning the kitchen, if you're watching children, your own or others, if you are walking, hiking, uh, you're exercising, you're on a car trip, you're on a, a bus trip or a train trip. If you're on a flight, I couldn't be you right now, but still love you and shout out to you. And uh, shout out to everybody who joined our $5 million groundbreaking Reg CF campaign uh, that went hit the max on Sunday night. If you want more information about that, we talk about that in the interview. So listen in if you want more information about how we did it and what we think of it. Um, go to republic.co forward slash backstage. You can still get on the waiting list if you didn't get in. And um, you never know. But we won't be opening it up again this year. It just doesn't happen. However, if you're on the waiting list and someone changes their mind in the next couple of days, you might be able to get in. That's all I'm saying. Okay, peace out. Monique. Hello. How Hello. are you? I'm just going to yell your name at you and then <laughs> to respond to that. That was my cue to go. <laughs> yes. Go. Monique, uh, first of all, welcome. Second of all, I don't understand why it took this long for me to even ask you to be on this show. I think we've probably tried a couple times and you run it around. I was I, I was, it was an immediate yes. So, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad we could do it. Thank you so much. Uh, are you still getting my mail and am I still getting yours? I, <laughs> I got all your mail. <laughs> I think people have, for the most part, stopped that. Um, you know, occasionally I will get a, hey, can you send this to Arlen? Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Okay, yes, I am Arlen's routing. <laughs> well, I, say, I mean, for the first couple of years, it was just, hey, do you know Monique or are you Monique? And I, <laughs> I'm like, um, there, you know, I know that. Uh, we are both women identifying and we're both black, but and we are both VCs. Yeah. However, we are not indeed the same person. That's it. There are two voices on this podcast today. Yeah, but it is just so great. I mean, I think we have we have I just like all these memories are flooding back of the different intersections of mm -hmm. our lives. And I've had recently on the show two people that reminded me of of you and reason that we I asked specifically for now one person uh, worked at prime works at primetime VC 
So your white paper on um, uh, 65 plus yeah. entrepreneurs and, and, and also people like, you know, customers, uh, we, we brought that up in the conversation. And the second person was Morgan Debon from Gravity. Uh, and that conversation was really cool. It just we just had it a few days ago, and that was really cool because she w- she was able to tell me she's like, you know what, I, I was worried about you for a few years. <laughs> I was able to tell her, you know what, I know. <laughs> and so you know, I'd love to talk about. I'd love to be very candid with you, and I think that's that's what's going to make this conversation uh, really interesting. Let's start there. Let's start with some of these investments you, you made early out the gate. Um, cause we can, we'll, we'll talk about your history. We'll talk about everything, but let's start there. You made some really enviable investments. Um, Blavity and I, I don't know, are you in Maven? I'm not in Maven, but I was sort of advising and, you know, new Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, from day zero when he started that company. I only I only am not in Maven because I didn't have any money at that time. That's right. So <laughs> That's right. I wrote this blog post a few months ago, kind of venting about that. Uh, I, you know, I, it's like, what's the opposite of FOMO? It's not that we missed out on because we said no. It's because you, we did we knew before a lot of people knew with its com- some of these companies, we just didn't have the money to make yeah. that. Yeah, and it's not like we are rolling in doll, you know, dough now. So I'd love to talk about that too, but we can make investments now that we couldn't back then. That's what happened with Blavity. In fact, I, 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 you know, I have all these emails that I can go back to and just look at me just begging people for capital to put into Blavity. Yeah, it just didn't work out. So, what are what what are a couple of others um, that that are just kind of standouts to you? Minted Cosmetics. Yeah, sure. stand out. Um, Court Buddy. Yes. Now Law Champ. Now called Law Champs. They went through a name change, but okay. stand out. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, I love all of the companies I've invested. That's right. I mean, and, but it, the thing is, uh, it's so impressive how early you saw companies, how early you helped companies. What, um, where do you, what do you think that comes from? Do you think that was because you were, you were paying attention for the past, what, 15 years? Yeah. I mean, I think that just came from, from being around and being, um, hyper visible, right. Mm -hmm. To entrepreneurs and to the industry and, you know, certainly starting black founders helped and, um, you know, and then flipping onto the, uh, officially on the other side of the table, that just kind of accelerated everything. And, um, you know, I was noticing that I, I would introduce these founders that I knew to, you know, typical Sand Hill Road VCs, and they weren't getting where I thought they needed. They were getting the love I thought they deserved. And um, I was like, well, that just means I have to become an investor. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, that was like the natural, oh, of course. Well, that just means I have to fix that. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think one of the the skills of a VC has to be, of, of a good VC, has to be the ability to recognize talent in, er, recognize it early and recognize it in different packages than you've seen it before. Yes. Yeah, it's it's their it's their job to do that, and it's our job to do that. Now, if you're a 
Series C investor and that's all your fund does, you know, you've made a different choice. But um, if you're if you're anything before that, and you're claiming to to be vi true venture um, and not necessarily all growth. Absolutely. And that, that's why I find it so interesting that, um, well, to me, it's interesting. It's probably boring to other people, but I just find it so interesting that there are so many risk averse venture capitalists and that it's in the name, the venture part of it is <laughs> actually in the name of the title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it gives you, gives you that edge. Um, and, and again, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a, uh, an intro for you at the top of this, but talking about like, what are you, what are you up to currently? You're always sort of, you're always out there, which is really what you mentioned before. This is how you get the great deals, but you always have something going on that doesn't meet the eye. <laughs> so what is that? What can we break right now? What are you working? <laughs> I feel like the thing that I'm doing now is, is not surprising. Like, I don't feel it's, it's a surprise. Okay. So, um, you know, I started my career in investing at 500 startups, then I left and started, I took a pause and started scout investing. Well, I guess it's not a pause if I was still investing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wasn't working full-time, I guess I would say, uh, for once in my life. Um, and I was scout investing for Lightspeed. And along the way, I was sort of evaluating like the deals that I had done as an angel and as a VC at 500. And then the new deals I was doing as a VC scout at Lightspeed. And I decided I was creating the thesis for this new fund that I've started. So now I'm the founding partner and managing director at a fund called Cake Ventures. Um, we, you know, have done, we, by the time this comes out, we will have done multiple closes. Um, and um, I've done a couple of investments that I'm sure you'll hear about eventually. Um, and that's kind of my, my full-time life right now. That's wonderful. Because there's always been, I mean, since I've known you probably, probably the top of 2015, I think it was probably yeah. spring or so I was introduced to you officially. Although I knew about you before uh, 2015, you'd always been to me, you're, you're the investor, you were, you were at 500. And then I knew that you broke off and started a fund i knew it was called cake and i thought about you know i have that phrase that came for the cake not the crumbs that comes from the from the uh the rap song that i still can't remember and maybe you know who did it that's like i'm on a i'm on a search to figure out where i, I, I didn't know that that came from a rap song I, yes I made it up. no i didn't make it up no it came from a rap song i tweeted it one day in okay. 17 and then it like many things that our tweets became more than that um, but it's, it, it just, it's, it's, you know, it should be yours. It should be your kind of motto. Cause that's, why did you call it cake to begin with? Um, so the fund is really about demographic changes and the way that I think demographic changes are fundamentally changing, um, who uses the internet and, um, you know, how we should be investing. And so for me, that means that there are three big layers of demographic change. First layer is 10,000 people turning 65 every day. I wrote a white paper called Gray New World that was all about the opportunity that I think a lot of investors have missed around investing in products that speak to the needs of an aging population. 
because um, we do have a global aging, um, you know, the, the world, most of the world is, is aging as opposed to getting younger. Um, and I think that we've spent a lot less time than we should on um, investing in and creating products for that demographic group. Well, let's stop just for a second. Obviously, everybody ages. You're not saying <laughs> you're not saying that everybody that the world is aging before it gets younger. You're saying that there are more people who are over, older than a certain dip, uh, amount or age than there are people being born or you know in a different age group, right? Correct. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the second layer of the cake is companies that can get to uh, billion dollar outcomes based on a mostly female user base. So based on the economic activity of women. So, you know, we recently we had the Bumble IPO. That's a really good example. Um, so is the real, real Glossier. There are lots of good consumer market examples of this. Now I think we're going to start to see it in other categories like health and wellness, modern fertility, carrot fertility, all great examples. Uh, future of work, uh, chief, is a really good example of this. So I think that there are a lot of, um, there's a lot more to come when it comes to the economic, the economic power of women driving companies to these large outcomes. Um, and then the third layer of the cake is the rise of a new majority where people of color as a broad group become the majority in the United States and are already a global majority and have been if you're building a global company. And so, you know, certainly that's where companies like Blavity and minted cosmetics fall into, mm -hmm. um, as well as Encantos, which is another company that I invested in um, more recently. Um, but you can even see the impact of, of culture and on Black culture in particular on platforms like TikTok and Clubhouse. Yes. Right? And so it's not just the quote-unquote Latino startups or the quote-unquote black startups or the quote unquote Asian startups, it's really, it's really um, a, a lot broader than that. And a, there's a lot more opportunity to uncover. Absolutely. I love this. So you, so you are taking, and those are the layers of the cake. Yeah. You're taking your, your, your strongest thesis, theses, um, <laughs> uh, and, and layering them. I love that. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of, um, of Ada Ventures in the UK, check. Mm -hmm. And I, I bet you two have great conversations, but it's obviously even more, um, uh, it, it reaches even more people. And, and that is that is really cool. Offline, I won't put you on the spot online, but offline, I would love to talk to you uh, about um, it, whenever your next fund opens up, I'd love to be an LP or your current fund because yeah. you're an LP in funds. And so, I don't know where you are with that, but we'll leave it at that. Um, hopefully, um, yeah, that's that's incredible. I love that. That makes so much sense. Okay, and so there's there are going to be some announcements of some investments that come out soon, and some that don't get announced, and, and all of that. Yeah. And how you how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about running the show, and 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 how important is it for for us? to have to, for black women and others to have to run things, I guess it's the simplest way of saying it. Yeah, I feel great about it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a great employee. So <laughs> same. 
<laughs> so there were people who were like, oh, I really want to talk to you. And after I left 500, you know, and, you know, we're hiring for a partner mm-hmm. or, you know, some other role. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I, I think you think you want that, but you don't actually want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm just, this is definitely, I knew that this was coming, right? This was part I, didn't, of the I didn't necessarily know when it was coming or that it would be coming right now, but I knew that it was on the path and it was not far away, but I, I just didn't know exactly when. Um, and so I think that I think that the more, you know, different types of people, especially black women that you have um, on the investor side of the table, the better and um, the better for the industry at large, the better for founders. And, you know, I think I'm pretty excited to, to get to run this fund and build it into the firm that I know it's going to be. And it's, it's a lot of hard work for sure. And you should definitely only run a firm or build a fund if, if like, that's truly what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's not. Do you think that, um, I keep saying we, like I'm kind of speaking for you, but I hope, I know that you're here to. Yeah counter if I'm wrong, but do you think that we we accidentally make this look easier than it is or make it look more exciting than it is? You know what I mean? Like, are we part of that? I know that I feel sometimes I feel like I'm part of uh, why some people decide to start things that they don't know what they're getting into, you know? Yeah. And it's, I, I try to say it as much as I can, like you, you please, I mean, I've said it in front of rooms room full of of vc students you know mm-hmm. like please don't do this like <laughs> the only people who should do this are the people who are, are like who do not listen to me right now <laughs> uh, yeah so i i just wonder if you ever if people ever come up to you and ask you for certainly ask you for advice because i know you get that left and right and do you say to them Mm-mm. i tell everyone not to do it yeah okay That's what and I'm then saying. if you go away and you can't think of anything else or you can't you just can't stop thinking about doing it then I guess you should do it yes but for most people I I say you are better off emotionally financially in every single way not starting a venture fund that's right that's right and then not starting one alone and not starting one uh because you think somehow you're going to get really wealthy or have some sort of access really fast yeah. You you can you can be a, a fund manager and be very wealthy, but you're talking a decade in, and do you really want that? So it's it's okay to start. This is my opinion. It's okay to start at a fund. It's okay to start by being a scout. It's okay to start by being an angel investor if you have those means. And you probably so, should. Sorry. You probably should. Yes, yes, and it's okay to also start as uh, an unaccredited investor. Um, with a portfolio on Republic, WeFund, or Start Engine. That's what I would do if, if I were starting right now. Because of the way things are today, that they weren't back when I started, I would put together a thousand dollars somehow, some way, and over a year, I'd put a hundred dollars into ten companies that I saw on one of these sites. Now they're not going to be the the most like you're not going to get all the access in the world by going to the unaccredited sites, but you definitely start to, you learn to read deal memos, you learn to uh, understand what's out there, you learn to compare things, see how things are going, you learn patience, 
you learn uh, personalities. It's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of things you can do today that you do not have to go all in. And this is, I don't think that's from either of us, this is from a, um, from a, you know, you can't do it perspective. We know you can do it. That's the point. It's from a, please know how much of a, of a sacrifice this is. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's made easier by the work that we are doing so that it doesn't have to be this difficult going in, but definitely have the right intention. Yeah. I think, you know, the things that, you know, I'm going to use the, the we word, the things that we've had to sacrifice in order to be able to do what we do are things that I think most people should not have to sacrifice. And so when people ask me, that's kind of what I think about. I'm like, ah, I think you, please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like parents who are like, they see, like, I guess you, yeah. you know, you see your child wanting to do the same thing that you did and you know how difficult it was. They're seeing the, they're seeing the glossy part of it. They're yeah. seeing or the fruits of your labor or you know they're seeing the other not that we're on the other side of it by any means but they're seeing the other side right and so if someone is listening and i know there is someone listening who's thinking well what are we supposed to do then to aren't aren't we supposed to make investing more diverse yes my answer to that that question that was posed by the uh, uh person that's not here is that comes from a lot of it comes from start a company make you know make your way with the company work at companies first and start a company etc make your way and become an angel investor um a lot i think the crowd more and more is going to win out no anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, i saw that last week with with our raise on republic um the crowd is going to win out and and it's there's it's no there's nothing wrong with being an angel investor or being someone who's in a syndicate or someone who is working with a, with a collaborative. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take this on yourself and, and, and literally break through, you know, um, to, to get, to get here. So yeah, I guess that's, that's all I have to say about that at this point. Um, so what, what does, what's, what's exciting to you these days? Uh, what's exciting to me these days? I, I yeah. am, I'm still really energized, you know, and, and maybe this is just me having my head in um, the world that I have it in right now. I'm really energized by the number of companies that I'm seeing, one, the number of companies that I'm seeing, period, because I feel like, and I have certainly complained about this on Twitter, but the number of deals and the the sheer volume that we are at right now is amazing to watch. Um, People are starting companies um, left and right. And I think that's a net good thing for for the industry and for the world at large, right? And so I'm, I'm super excited by that. I'm also specifically excited about the number of companies that are being started that I think fit this demographic change thesis, right? And and some of them realize it, and some of it, some of them do not. But and that's fine. Um, but I'm so super excited by the way that that the, the momentum um, with which the world is moving in this direction. I'm very excited by consumer social at the moment. Um, I just did a an actually I did two investments that you can sort of call consumer social in some sort of way. And so um, 
I think that we're on the cusp of a consumer social renaissance. Um, obviously, we've seen the growth of of Clubhouse and and Dispo and the like. Yes, yes, and I got uh, seven. And I think there's a lot more to come. I got to shout out a uh, portfolio company, Seventh Avenue. Um, pull up on Seventh is the website. Pull up on Seventh dot com. Definitely excited about what what they're about to do in that audio okay. space and, uh, and and audio in general. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, but man, I think yeah. we invested in six. B2C and B2B audio companies in the past six months, like really from, from underrepresented founders, just really interesting, like Yak on the B2B side, Disco, uh, HeyDisco.com, um, which is uh, audio uh, courses um, and, and, a few, and, and, and Seventh Ave and a few others. And it's just, to me, that's, that's really exciting too. I know I kind of went on a little bit of a detour, but um yeah, I think so. When you say that you've yelled about it on Twitter, what is your counter? You're saying you really like that there's so many. It's a net good, positive that there's so many companies being built. But what is what is the counter that you're saying on Twitter? Oh, just that I would like to breathe. <laughs> Please. Please. Okay, so it's an embarrassment. I, I cannot do this much diligence. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's tough, too. Um, we're we're <laughs> trying to figure that out, too. I, I think it's, it's very true. There's more than ever. Yeah. Um, it's more than ever. This is kind of switching gears, but it's it's re really sort of in the same thought process. Um, Megan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> so today on Twitter, and this will go out. This will go out now, so this will be fresh. So today on t Twitter, I learned that Harry Harry Megan's husband, this guy named Harry, um, he is now working at Better Up. He's now an executive at BetterUp. So it made me think about Megan and a few people who are like, you know, one degree of separation. Megan should do venture investing with her friend, Serena. I agree. Why not? Yeah. I think they would be two amazing women working together. Yeah. And if yeah. not at the same company, because I'm not going to tell them what to do, be you know, uh, call me Megan. I, I'm here. Oh, you can work it backstage or just her own kind of setup. Um, cause I know what's going to happen is like, it's going to be like, a, uh, and this is my opinion only. This doesn't reflect Monica, uh, Monique's opinion. Uh, uh, it's going to be like a Sequoia or a client or Perkins who reaches out to her and probably already has, there's no, there's no doubt that they already have and others, of yeah. course. but I think she could, it's just like Obama, I think he was going to do something. He was doing something. He's doing something in the biomed VC space. That's cool and everything um, with the billion dollar funds with, you know, there's all that, those options, but it could be kind of cool to, to prop up her own situation um, and, and see what she can do there. So it wasn't really a question, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> it was me just on what we think Meghan Markle should, should be doing. <laughs> it was, it was like I, I do not disagree. I I would take her at Cake Ventures. I know you would take her at Backstage. She could be a, yeah. she could be a scout for both. Come yes. on, come on, Megan. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, she 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 has the access. She has everything she needs to be a, a great venture capitalist. Don't let anybody tell you you don't, Megan. So, I'll I'll, I'll holler and and you you holler. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of times, um, 
you know, I think when we're, especially when we speak together, if, you know, every once in a while, a lot of it's about the, the past and it's about, you know, how you got here. And, and now it's, it's almost kind of, you know, I was, we were turned down by an LP recently who told us that they were turning us down because we were too seasoned. Yeah. We never had that before. Always it's like you need to have a track better track record. You need to have um you know, you haven't you haven't been around for too long. Now this person is saying you have too many resources, is what they told us. I got that one too. Do you get that? Yeah, I got that one too. That's a tough place to be. You know what it reminds me of? Lolita Tov made a, a sent a tweet out a few weeks ago and she was upset that she didn't get into a certain mm-hmm. um thing for, for investors. And I told her, you know, I said to her, and I'm going to have to say it to myself. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a compliment to say that you are further along than you are, but it also feels bad because we're kind of in this limbo. Mm-hmm. We're too, we're too, it's like being 40, which I am. It, you're not old. You're not young necessarily. <laughs> you're both, you know, like you're neither and you're both. Yes. Your knees yeah. hurt, but you still want to go out. Yes, I've seen some stuff, but I got a whole lot of runway in front of me. So <laughs> when I when I hear things like the LP, I really I had to push back on it. Like usually I can take a I can take a no really well. I take so many no's, but this one I was like, wait a second, I can understand the no, but I do not agree with the reasoning. That doesn't make sense to me. And so you say you've had this before too. You've had someone or more than one person tell you that yeah. you're good, you're fine. Right. You're good. You've been in this business for a long time. There are other people who, you know, are newer, who we would prefer to support. And I think, you know, and this is not unique to the two of us on this, on this podcast. Mm -hmm. There are definitely women executives, black women executives who work at Google, um, Latina women who work at Facebook, and they've all been told at some point in time, oh, you're fine. You, we don't need to put any more of our resources behind you because you've made it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I would push back on a lot of that and say for, any, for every woman of color, especially every Black woman who you see in, a, in what you think of as a position of power, who has, quote unquote, made it, know that she is still struggling more than 90% of people. Mm. Can you preach, please? <laughs> and still, and still deserves your report for me. this is very very healthy please keep saying stuff <laughs> and please and and still deserves your support and when you pull that support back from women who you think have made it to some level that you think of as status mm-hmm. that deeply impacts our ability to actually make it <laughs> yes Yes. I thought maybe I was the only one feeling this way. And I know I've heard it from other people who are, who are, who have been around for a long time and, and have this, have certain excuses from LPs, but not that exact one, but you've pinpointed something that I didn't quite, I don't think I quite got before, which is it's their, it's their assumption of what is success for you. Yeah. What is enough for you? It's the Sandra, Sandra, um, rhymes. Don't you have enough? enough. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because I'm not like homeless, I'm good (laughs) now? Okay. (laughs) Right. 
And I'm still looking at my bank account. I'm like, really? Because the math is not mathing. Yeah, the math Please. is not <laughs> Make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> the math is not mathing. Love it. Love it. Well, I mean, what do you think then of, you know, the, the hack that we did at Backstage over the past few days? You know, we, we yeah. raised $5 million on Reg CF. Um, we're not legally allowed to say we're the first to do it as a fund in the United States, but I believe we are. We're definitely one of the first, if not yeah. the um, there's something like that, again, it's like putting you on the spot and you can choose to pass on the answer, but there's something like that. Do you understand why we did it? First of all? Yeah, of course. I understand why you did it. Um, you know, I've pitched LPs and I know how difficult it can be to get the resources that you need to grow mm -hmm. and to sustain what you've already built. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you can get it from your community, your audience, then absolutely. That's a, that's. I was so happy to see that you all crossed the $5 million mark uh, yesterday, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, Sunday night, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just a day or two ago. Yeah. And so super energized by that. Yeah, and, and I, of course, we've had a lot of people reach out and ask us, you know, how did you do it? And, and we've told them and we will tell, continue to tell them. Um, but I, I think about it all the time. I think about emerging managers who don't have some emerging managers have like 250 million under management. So they're going to be okay when it comes to the specific needs of the management fee. And just a side note that a lot of times managers are, uh, this is for the audience. A lot of times managers are, are also contributing money. Most of the time they're putting money in. So you don't just count it as, you know, they have this much money to work with. Some of, some of the time they're putting half of that or more back into the fund. So I get that. Um, but I'm thinking about people who have 10 to 50 million under management. And if you're solo and you have a certain arrangement with your LPs and you're okay at 50 and everything's working out all good, but it doesn't go as far as most people think it goes. And you have to, I'm still asked, why don't you do X, Y, Z that Andreessen Horowitz does? <laughs> I'm still asked that. Like, are you serious? We are their management fee for one of their funds for one year under management. Like one of their smaller funds, we are the management fee. Of. Yeah. So, wow. But you're still expected to go so far with so little. And I'm just venting. It's all it's all venting here. There's 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 not a lot of complaining that goes on. But when I do complain, I like to do it, you know, well. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's fine to complain. I feel like a lot of people will feel like these are first world problems. Yeah. But it yeah. is okay to complain about first world problems. They are your problems and they impact your life. That's and right. you can complain about them. That's right. And the complaint that we are often under resourced and, and have over expectations is, is a real one. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and how do you thread that needle in between? you know, needing to raise capital for the fund itself to actually be able to invest, but also be able to grow the team and, you know, pull down management fees in, in order to do that. And also be able to make your GP commit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was referring to. You're putting that money back in. Which is, you know, the bane of many emerging managers existence. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. We, I, I mean, I enjoy a, a GP commit, but 
people it if we got into it i'll one day i'll do a, a, an episode about all of that the intricacies of that but it is even if you're making a like a good salary um you know after taxes and after gp commit and after taking care as black women yeah taking care of how many family members probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, or as the first person in your family to have XYZ, right? You are usually sending that money back somewhere. And so no, not, no amount of headlines pays the bills quite like just having enough under management. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And so there's, I think there's, there's a little bit of like, there's trailblazing certainly happening here and I'll say it, I'll say it for us. Trailblazers. <laughs> Uh, and there's sacrifice that hopefully makes it a little bit easier for the next person. I like to call it loosening the pickle jar. Yeah. Hopefully we're loosening the pickle jar a little bit for others. And we get to celebrate that. And every once in a while, like I'll meet you uh, at some point. I don't know how, how long it'll take, but I'll meet you on your yacht. You come over to mine. <laughs> yes. We reminisce. <laughs> yes, we reminisce. We reminisce. And, you know. Uh, Yes, yes. But I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I, I love the work that we do at Backstage. I love my life. And I love how everything has played out, even the tough times, because mm -hmm. it's just been so rewarding. So, so, so rewarding. Um, I wish it were, weren't as difficult for so, yeah. many, for so many of us to, to kind of have parity but I know that it's for some reason. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean for this to be all like my therapy session where you should invoice me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We need a good therapy session every now and then. Yeah. I hope you'll, I hope you'll come back and do one of our panels. We do like, I started doing having two or three people on to talk about topics. Cause I just think it's fun. So I, I would love to get your perspective on a few things and mix it up a little bit with some, with some different, people um hopefully with different p opinions about subjects yeah anytime yeah you're invited to that is there anything else i know i didn't i didn't cover a ton of like work that you're doing but um is there anything else that we want to just shout out or you know how, how do people talk to you do you want people not to talk to you do you, <laughs> you can't look you in the eye when they pass you <laughs> the flow is off the chain so one of the best ways to reach me is is Twitter. I'm on Twitter, um, even when I'm not posting. I, I spend a fair amount of time there. So at Monique Woodard is uh, my Twitter handle, and then you know my I, I have a, a website Monique.vc, and people can always email me there. I definitely take cold emails. The um, website for the fund is www.cake.vc. So. Cake.vc. And your personal website, I think you cut out a little bit. Say it one more time. Monique.vc. Monique.vc and cake.vc. You made it the simplest I can think of. Truly. Any, any investor has made it to reach you. <laughs> you aren't playing around. You're like, find me. Exactly. I'm like, there's no reason why you should not be able to find yeah. a way to get to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I answer lots of cold emails. I can't, I cannot say I answer every cold email. I'm not that how good. Yeah, how could you? Maybe. 
Um, but I answer a lot of cold emails. I've definitely taken meetings from cold emails and, you know, and I think that's a fine way to get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for spending this time with me. Um, I am going to have you stay because I do want to ask you a question about your fund. Okay. That I mentioned earlier. Um, but thanks so much. I think a lot of people are going to feel like I do feel a little bit lighter from this conversation, no matter where you work. This applies to the data entry job. I know because I did it. It applies to the retail job. I know because I did it. Um, And so anytime anybody who feels like they're sort of skipping, being skipped over because you're, you're good uh, has, has been a little black girl walking to school and someone thinks that they're fine because they're a little black girl walking to school. Yeah. I mean, that's been scientifically proven. And we are not all fine. Yeah. Yeah. We look like it. Yes. Oh, I think it's, I think it's such an important conversation. We're going to leave it at that. We're not even going to qualify it. We're going to leave it at that. Thanks so much. Thanks everybody. Talk to y'all soon. Arlen, thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your first million is produced by Anna Eichenauer, executive producer Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer, Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist, Tobey Nguigwe.